fall into it, y'all. So welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Yolanda Johnson of Can You See Me? Women Leadership in Race. And y'all, we just gonna sit here. It is Sunday afternoon and I get to sit down with my girls and just have some dialogue, some good old girl time and conversation. I am sitting here with Alex Tripkowska. I am sitting here with Samira Jones and Miss Ilka Chavez. This is such a good time. This is our tribe. We call ourselves the Bold Moves Tribe. Y'all, tell the people, somebody tell the people, because they say that you, if you don't remember how you became friends or how something happened, like it's a good thing. So can somebody tell us who coined the, us the BMT? Who coined us that? I did. <laughs> Guilty. Ilka. <laughs> okay. How did that happen? So I think I went to a conference mm -hmm. and I think I shared something about you with you all about the conference. Okay. And there was something that they talked about. It's time to make bold moves. And I said, these are what this group going to do. We're going to start making bold moves. And I call this the Bold Move Tribe. I don't know if you remember. And then somebody said, oh, BMT. I said, sounds good. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll take it. We receive it. I tell you, that's just good stuff. I'm it resonated head. because we were making big, big moves. They didn't <laughs> feel bold at times. At times, they felt like survival moves. But yeah. we, they were bold now in hindsight. So our lives have changed tremendously. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think the bold part spoken to the future um, of where we are now. Now we are actually making some bold moves, you know, with retirement coming up, moving to a new state, you know, me into a new industry, Alex, you going through Yolanda, like we're all in this new space that we're navigating together. And it's interesting, and I always think about this because it seems as if we're moving along together in our journeys at the exact same time. Um, so that's something that I've just embraced and I appreciate, you know, just listening to each and knowing one of each and every one of your stories. Um, there are parts of each of you that feeds my spirit and keeps me motivated, keeps me inspired. And I think that's, you know, be said among all of us and it's, it's just great that is good stuff Samira that that's so good because often we don't always get to share the fact that each person gives us something different right and so go ahead and lead in that go ahead what what is it that each one of us gives to you if you can like be you know very succinct about it what do we give to you well Ilka Ilka's like the breath of fresh air <laughs> for all of us. She always has um, a word. Well, we all, we all have a word of encouragement, but I think we all have our way of using our words of encouragement. Mm -hmm. And I think Ilka just brings that, um, that spirituality piece mm -hmm. and it's comforting. Um, she inspires us. Um, you, Yolanda, you and I um, have been on, well, all of us, even, I don't know how much we want to get into our, you know, divorces, but I'm okay with wherever you go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Well, even all of us 
in that space at the same time and then help and support one another through that and just watching your journey and how you continue to press forward. Although I'm not in that space any longer, just seeing how you're moving forward, it keeps me moving forward. But then I'm also, well, all of us, even with Alex, how we can use our individual experiences and pour into one another. It's just like, we're like that yin and that yang for each other. Yes, yes, you guys are. (laughs) Yeah, that that's perfect, Samira. The yin and the yang, because I think that whatever season we're moving into, one of us been there, and it seems like even if we Mm -hmm. connect to as a group, or if we connect individually, it's whatever season we're in, we're helping that person move forward. Absolutely. Yeah. And just even with Yolanda recognizing and knowing her strength, I know at the time when she was in it that she couldn't see it per se. I'm sorry, y'all. I just feel like this annoying piece of hair. There it is. Um, (laughs) um, I knew that when she was in it, she couldn't see it. And I, I made a bold statement like, I'm proud of you. I'm happy. I'm excited for you. You know that you're in this space right now while she You're was- talking about divorce because make sure the listeners on the other end, we want to be clear. Okay. clear. Yeah. Divorce. Okay. So uh-huh. when everything first happened and mm-hmm. we were distraught and all of that, I've been there. So mm-hmm. I knew that you couldn't see beyond that moment. And, but I knew the type of person that will know the type of person that you are and the strength that you have in you, that you were going to be just fine. So Mm -hmm. when everything was happening, I actually, I recall saying, I'm excited for you. (laughs) Like, you know, Mm -hmm. who's like distraught and going through a divorce. It's because I've I've been there and Mm -hmm. I saw what it looked like when I was able to see what it looked like and feels like on the other side, once I come out of that. And I know because we're aligned that you were going to go through the same process and that you were going to be just fine. So just experiencing that with you and walking through that with you and then seeing where you are right now, I am so proud. Yes, come on now. Come on with it. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's so funny though. One of the things that I had to do in that time was just sit there. Yep, sit there. It is okay. It is okay to just sit there. Don't pretend it ain't hurting. Don't pretend you ain't angry. Don't pretend any of that crap because you just got to sit there because Mm -hmm. sitting in it helps you get to that place of peace that Mm -hmm. nothing can disturb right now. You know what I'm saying? So just like sitting in there that, but during that time I was able to sit there because of folks like you showing up for me, Samira. Thank you. Aww, you're Thank welcome. You. Absolutely. What a beautiful time. And I receive all of that. I remember when we had um, a, a really big incident, right? Right before, you know, the divorce took place and all of that. And I remember my daughter getting ready to go back to Chicago. And she said to me, mom, allow people to help you now because now this is your time to get back everything that you gave out like allow it you you already did all of this so now receive it and I did and mm-hmm. when I tell you I received it all like here you go he, what yes do you need help yes yes I do because mm-hmm. one of the things that I realize is that we don't have to not just we don't have to have it all together but we don't have to do it all alone 
we don't have to do it all alone because those are the times when, you know, the enemy is just going to mess with us when we're just trying to do it all by ourselves, trying to isolate, you know, all of that and trusting people in that space and being safe. Um, and thank God that I've always had that type of discernment to have folks around me to feel safe with. Mm-hmm. I love y'all. And I, want, I, I don't know how we get into all of this. We ain't even about five minutes into the podcast. Well, but but <laughs> let me let me just tell y'all something, right? It's, it's very interesting you said that, Yolanda, because mm-hmm. I think for all four of us, we have always been the strong women. We have always mm-hmm. been the one people lean on. So for us to get to that place of surrender and taking help mm-hmm. when we needed it was that was a bold move. Yeah, what I does think that mean for I, you, Ilka? Can you well, go into that, like what it means for you to receive help since you always are a giver? It 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 meant for me to say it's okay to receive. I had to learn to receive during one of my toughest time in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, to just sit there and say, it's okay to get help from other people and not always have to give, not always have to be the one being ahead or in control. Mm-hmm. That was another awakening moment of, mm-hmm. of like the in control and letting go of that control and reminding me who was in control. Right. I think that yeah. was very important. And And a couple points that resonated with me to go back a little further, Yolanda, because even before the divorce, you remember our conversations. We were still fighting. We were Mm -hmm. still trying. We were still fighting and wanted this to work out. Mm -hmm. And and you went back. Mm -hmm. You know, let's let you know, those are important things. It's that Mm -hmm. even with everything, you know, you know something, but you don't give up. I think mm-hmm. that's for the four of us is that we are people that don't give up on other people. Mm-hmm. But you get to that point where part of that is really jumping and saying, hey, <laughs> you know, where, where, do, where do I start to take care of me Absolutely. and allow others to take mm-hmm. care of me? And let God you know? take care of the mother jokers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Because yeah. guess, guess what he said? That's Nanya. <laughs> sometimes you got to release people and give up on them and just give them to Mm -hmm. God right that's not for you to do it's not it's not my ministry that's not what God would be it's 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 not about that and you know the Mm -hmm. other piece is you know I want to pull Alex in here too because Alex you know we also walked that journey of I was a few steps ahead of her with the divorce (laughs) and you know she was just starting and and it's almost like we become midwives for each Mm -hmm. other for the new chapters we're walking into Alex what do you think about that yeah I think it's um (laughs) it's miraculous like how similar our situations are that like there's certain parts of the stories that almost really let us know that like only God could have intervened and like put all of us into Mm -hmm. each other's space so that like Samira's like Ilka could call me. I was, I was, um, I just had my second child and my world was falling apart. And like Ilka could remind me to like breathe and think about what's important. And like mm-hmm. those calls still are vivid, are very vivid with me. Or like Samira, as I'm nursing, and Annabella is like talking to me about some things that have been very similar, like where, um, 
our exes moved into the same buildings, like where we were. Like those, those <laughs> things are just like, so unusual. It's kind of like uh, so. So it's kind of like how do those things happen? And then there were things mm-hmm. that were similar with your situation that, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. Dana had to deal with that my brother had to deal with. And those yeah. were things that, like, we don't hear from others. These are not situations in a way that, like, honestly, like this, the life. The real yeah. part is not something that people share on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. People will share the good parts, but yeah. they will not yeah. share all mm-hmm. of these things that happen. And so sometimes you feel like you're all alone and there's nobody to share it with. Mm-hmm. And we found these situations where like everybody's story relates. And so last year or essentially a year and a half ago, I went through the career progression and now when Samira is going through it it does feel like that (laughs) midwife like uh, experience where it's like you know you were here to help me with something let me help you with something else let's talk about how to uh, position you better how to position you for success that kind of stuff and so the issues may change as we enter different seasons of our lives Mm -hmm. but we are very authentic and one thing that I wanted to say about Yolanda you said about it's kind of like when you're alone, mm-hmm. you, I, I'm going to use the term you get tempted, but like temptation can mean a lot of stuff. One thing mm-hmm. that I think we notice in our own group chat on WhatsApp is that mm-hmm. like when things get quiet, chances are somebody is dealing with something. Somebody. So yeah. That kind is of so like, true. That's how we, it's almost like the warning mm-hmm. sign that like we need to like reach out to each Isolation, other. Isolation. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Alex, let's backtrack a little bit right? Because before divorce, see, we was all living before divorce. We led with divorce, but that's yeah. not who we are, y'all. That's a, That was just a piece of something that we went through. That is not who we are. So let's just go ahead and back up a little bit. Can you see me? 2018, we sat in somebody's living room and birthed this podcast because we decided just to meet up to share our goals or something like that, right? And Alex, talk about that day. Tell the people about that day, your recollection of what happened that day. So the first part I would say is we had our children there. And I think Samira, you you reminded us about Natalie making a comment, but honestly, Mm -hmm. it was like, we were who we were authentic with each other. And we talked about goals. Mm -hmm. And what I remember is... Yolanda, you're sharing that one day down the line, you wanted to do X, Y, Z, you wanted to have a talk show. And I just remember kind of like getting this energy and being like, well, why can't we start recording today? (laughs) It's not that hard. Come on. We have a camera. We have have this here, right? Yes. I'm going to keep this forever. Yes. It was on Ilka's um, fireplace, fireplace mantle, mantle yeah. while we did this. Keep going, Alex. Yeah. And so what was interesting, it was kind of like um, I got in, I, what I recall, right, is I got into my element where I can be a little bit bossy and directive and I kind of <laughs> like see myself behind the, <laughs> the camera. And it's kind of that like, day it was good. Yeah, it was really good that day. Um, And so I was like, sit here, turn this way, let's do this. And, um, and honestly, I think a lot of times, like the people that we, we want to be for others is who we want them to be for us too. So it's kind of like, I want somebody to tell me when I'm in front of the camera is something Mm -hmm. is off, right? So I poured into like 100% of kind of like, 
who I want somebody to be for me and to you guys. And we ended up like doing recording four interviews with, with or three, no, three interviews. So Yolanda, you with each one of us. And yeah. then there was a Facebook live at the end that I think Samira shared on Facebook. And I think, I think when so. it comes up, it's, uh, it, was, it was even with our kids, right, in it. And it, there's so much joy that resonates. Because yeah. yeah. it was, we were in our element. I think everybody was in our element. Everybody Absolutely. through their interview was talking mm -hmm. about what fuels them. So yeah. that's my recollection of that awesome, awesome day that started all of this. That's funny. We we're gonna sit here for a minute, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let these two give their recollection of that day. So my recollection is we were getting together for brunch, right? And we did our potluck and we all got together and we said, Oh, come to Manassas, come road trip time, right? Remember that? And we were just chit-chatting. And it's it's just like something burst at that moment. And we started pulling chairs together, putting stands <laughs> together. <laughs> we, we don't know what. I, I'm going to call it a Holy Spirit moment. <laughs> Man, I tell you, that was so funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we just pulled stuff together, turned on the flat fireplace. Thank God we didn't have to go find logs to burn wood. <laughs> And and just and it was on the moment, and Alex became the director. Yeah. Yeah. She became the director, and then the moment just flowed. It just mm -hmm. flowed as we yeah. had orchestrated this, planned this for months, and it was at the moment. Nothing like jumping in the moment right in the and moment. just trusting the process. Mm -hmm. We trusted and we didn't we didn't do one. Talk about bull move. We didn't do just one. We did four. <laughs> four because we use them in multiple ways for multi-purposes. You know, like Alex said, Samira put on Facebook Live. We, you know, I started the podcast, had no what is podcasting, right? What what even is that? But all I knew is that I wanted that talk show. But before I circle back to all of that, Samira, what was your what was your but, recollection? But Go may ahead. I add one thing, Yolanda? Absolutely. You see that photo behind you. Absolutely. You even had that handy to in go in your trunk and pulled it out and put that on the mantle. Let's keep it. I'm giving you my recollection, that, okay? You, here, you can make this stuff up. Wow. And, you, and Yolanda, was it a year after your first conference and because there were a lot of stuff going on, you weren't going to have a conference? So we kind of said, like, we can make it virtual. Is that Was that a timing? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it would be very interesting to hear what each one of us remembered about that day, because this podcast, you know, every time I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't want to do this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, third season. I'll be recording from March to August every year. I'm entering into my third season. That's that's where we are. That's what we're speaking, and that's it. And Samira, Samira, because I recall some other things about that day of why we even started talking about goals. I have a feeling you brought the goals up. And that's where I'm going with my recollection. And um, as Alex stated that, each of us um, 
brought something there and she was in her moment, you were in your moment. I think that authentically we were genuinely being ourselves and we each brought out our own greatness during that time um, in the space that we operate in. So you mentioned goals. Everyone knows that's that's me hardcore, right? Yeah. Um, Alex is more of a um, oh, what's a, a word that I can use when it comes to um, kind of give a me a word organizer, oh. but more of like a I want to say organizer, but not higher than that. Yeah, it's a she, she is a strategist. Yeah, she's a strategist. An orchestrator and a strategist. Orchestrator, yes, yes, I love that. And a strategist, yeah. And Ilka, as we all coined her, and I didn't know this word until it was brought into our Bull Moose tribe. She's the doula, right? The doula. (laughs) She sees the midwife. Right. She sees these things in us and speaks them to us and then brings them out of us. And so I think all of that, all of our own individual um, talents and gifts were utilized during that moment. And it was by no mistake that you had that in your trunk. It was by no mistake that we were there to speak about goals and that Alex was going to say and throw you in the fire right then and there and say, hey, why you got to wait? Why not? Why now? you got to do it? Why, why you got to wait? Right. And I tell you that that's amazing. Go ahead, Samira. And that's why they say you want to make God laugh. Tell him your plans. He yeah. already planned all of that. Yeah. And then if I'm not mistaken, I was still doing my group, my Game Changer Lives community at that mm-hmm. time. And shortly after that, I said, hey, let's do a go live challenge. And so for 28 days, you know, everybody would get comfortable in front of the camera, go live, you know, we would get feedback. And that's what we did. You did yours, Ilka did hers, you know, that's what we did. So what I recollect from that day is that God used all of our individual um, um, strengths. Brought them together into like a melting pot. And here we are. To get to this moment, I tell you, to get, it was, it was just such an amazing day. So I was thinking about it when I was in the gym this morning and I was like, wow, you know, a lot of times you need that push, just that, that little push to say, okay, well, start it now. But here's the other thing about that is a lot of times we think that the end goal is, oh, that the talk show has to be what society calls a talk show. But the talk show is over 20, 20 episodes, 3,549 plays, 33 different audiences. I don't care how long it's been. I don't care how many I haven't done. I care about what I have done. And that's the talk show, Alex. Thank you. And, and the, the, the things that I get um, recording the podcast, it's been learning, it's been connecting, it's been growing for me. But for the people who have been on the podcast, the feedback that I get, that 
the amplifying the voices of women. That's it. That's it right there. And, and, the, and the lives changed. The mm-hmm. lives changed that you you can't even like imagine. No, I, I mean, I know that number imagine. tells it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to read you all something I got back from someone who was on my uh, podcast yesterday. I can't stop thinking about what a great show it was yesterday and wishing everyone could have seen it live. I can't wait to get the replay. Thanks again for allowing us to share your platform and let everyone know what we are doing and to inspire others to come on and do the same. You are such a wonderful host. That simplicity, because that's words on paper, but I talked to those folks after I turned off record and we just went in and in support of one another. So all of that that happened that day impacted every single person who's come to this podcast and every single person who has listened. That's huge. Yeah, that, that, that is a huge, huge statement. And if anything that resonates for me right now, Yolanda, to to share with those who listen to this podcast is mm-hmm. what what Samira said and Alex said in her own words is why wait? Mm-hmm. Why wait mm-hmm. to make those connections? Why wait to mm-hmm. to birth? Even if it's even if the vision is not clear, you know the mm-hmm. the quote they say about you don't have to see the whole staircase. That's right. And 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 you mm-hmm. didn't wait in the amount of mm-hmm. lives that's been blessed so far between mm-hmm. your conferences, your podcast, and all yeah. the things you do in your community with women to really raise them up, to yeah. remind all of them that I see you. Yeah. I can see you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Just that's sit good. in just sit in that mm-hmm. for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you, Yolanda, where did Can You See Me Now come from? Wow. So it's Can You See Me. It's uh, Can You See Me. And so in 2015, 2014 or 2015, I met the young lady who became my brand strategist at a class. I was taking a nonprofit leadership management class course. Um, I was in this boot camp at Montgomery College, and she um, asked us to just talk about something that we wanted to do. I don't even remember what the question was, and I did, Um, and I don't think I said, can you see me at that time, but when we continued to, to talk after that, it came out of that because when the first year I did the the summit, was the year that there was so much racial unrest, so much racial unrest, so much um, stuff happening. I believe that Michael Brown was just murdered by police. And there was a lot of stuff happening. It was on the heels of Trayvon Martin, a bunch of things. And there was a lot of um, just hatred online and all of this you know, talk and, and um, division right? A lot of the division that we've seen over the past several years, but this year I was just like, man, this is a lot. And Ilka and I were still in 
what's her name? Mia's program. Mm-hmm. We were also still in Mia's program. So moms. the young lady who became my brand strategist, Glennis, shout out to Glennis Jones. I love you. Um, we were already building my brand strategy, the beyond measure brand strategy. And I said, okay, let me go ahead and print. And you know, y'all know Mia. Well, Get out there and monetize your stuff and blah, 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 right? So she made me really think about putting on my first conference, but I was like, I'm not somebody who wants to do something that is not meaningful. For me, it has to be meaningful to me in order for me to actually implement it and do it, right? So for, for me, I just had to think about, okay, well, what could be meaningful? What, what is it? And so during that time of racial unrest, I kept saying, okay, I could either be a part of all of this foolery that's happening, or I can figure out something that I can do in my own little space. What is it that I can do in my own little space? And so thus, I launched my business and I launched my first summit. And it was, can you see me? Based off of the fact that, can you see the difference in who I am and the uniqueness in who I am and respect that if my skin color doesn't look like you? If, you know, if I come from a different place than you, if I'm a different gender or a different religion than you. And so that's how it was birthed. And again, that vision wasn't clear either. But what was clear to me is that I knew that I could bring people together. I knew that I um, also had the gift of facilitating education and learning. I love that, right? And so that's how it was born. And I always say, I thought 10 people would show up and buy a ticket. 62 women came to that first summit. Can you see me? Women, leadership, and race. And we discussed hard things. We had hard dialogue about um, white supremacy, about um, women supporting women, no matter what, you know, color you are. Um, You know, we just really shared a lot of discussion and several of those women went out and did their own thing. I gave them a charge to go out within the next six months and do something, you know, for their own community and their own space. And they did. Um, You all know, um, what's her name? Um, What's Cordelia? Remember Cordelia? Y'all know Cordelia. Cordelia Gaffar, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, Cordelia was on the panel, was on one of the panels at my first summit. Cordelia was so scared. She was so nervous. And she did a testimonial for me, so I know she doesn't mind me sharing this. Um, She was so nervous. But she was like, you know, these women on this panel, I'm a little intimidated. I was like, uh, ma'am, you just as great as they are. Get up there and do your thing. People need to hear from you, blah, blah, blah. She was wonderful. She went on to do more after that. Now Cordelia is, y'all see her all around the world speaking to people, all around the globe. And so if that little bit makes a difference where people get to hear from a Muslim woman with all of the gifts that she brings to the table, um, then yeah. my job was done from that first summit and it's continuing to grow. And it sounds like it's continuing to open doors for others. That's awesome. And I asked um, one so that mm-hmm. we could know so that everyone else listening could know. Mm-hmm. And to also tell you that ironically, when I opened a work email, um, you know, they're big on the DE&I right now, um, mm-hmm. you know, in, in industry. And there was uh, an email, a DEI email, and it 
said, can you see me? And I was wow. just like, OMG. And I wanted to send it to you, but I'll find a way that I can share with you because it may even be an opportunity for you to come into the organization. I was just like, what? Wait a minute. (laughs) I tell you, it's not the first time either. Yeah, I have seen it in other platforms too. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. When Jones and I sat down and she just made me think about these concepts and build them out. And that was in 2015 or 2016 now. And absolutely, because a lot of things I've realized that comes natural for me doesn't come natural for everybody. Not everybody can sit down with people who don't look like them and have authentic conversations, you know, and all of that. And so it, it's been an amazing journey and it's still a lot to do and a lot to learn, but I'm happy. I'm happy doing what I love. And this is going to continue to grow. I don't know where it's going. And you'll I don't know where it's going. It's um, probably none of us do, but there, we all probably see you going in different places with, <laughs> with hearing your voice and I think yeah. um, always seeing the opportunities. What's interesting is that title um, for me kind of resonates. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be seen for who I am. Right. And I think everybody does, regardless of skin color, age, sometimes even like the older we get, the more we feel like, gosh, I've, I've, um, I haven't been seen for all my life. And that's a little sad. And so we all strive for that. We all want that. And I think what's powerful here is that we are seen all the time. And while we ask sometimes for permission to be brutally honest with each other, um, and I, I, I love that kind of like respectful request for permission before yeah. we say something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was something I had to learn because I, you know, it was generally, even with our friendships, sometimes we shy back with everyday friendships. We shy back from saying the thing that they really need to hear right. because we kind of think like, well, like, you know, they're an adult and it's their life and they're making the mm-hmm. best decisions that they can But I think in this group, one of the things that we do that's truly authentic is that Mm -hmm. when we see it, we talk about it. Like we don't look the other way Mm -hmm. and we don't just cover it up and pretend like it's going to go away. Mm -hmm. We really do practice that. Like, can you see me? And when you do, please say something. Yeah, that's so good. And being able to be in a place to receive it, right, Alex? I told you. Because not each one of us is going to receive it in the same way. Y'all, this is a really funny, a quick funny story. So a couple weeks ago, I was on the phone with Alex early in the morning. And I didn't feel like going to the gym. (laughs) I remember (laughs) this. I'm like, Alex. You know, you know, sometimes you want your friends to say, girl, go ahead and lay there, get your rest, blah, blah, blah. This joker said, <laughs> he says, um, you could rest later. Go ahead. You and made go your decision. I said, you made your decision to go and work out a, a while ago. You're yeah. going to go and work out. What you need yeah. to do afterwards, you'll do it. And she made me get up and go to that gym just by saying that. Now, every time that I don't feel like going, she's in my head. She's <laughs> in my head. And I'm like, go away, Alex. Go away. Go away. All right. Let me get to the gym. So this, <laughs> that, that, that is a good story. I, didn't hear it, I tell you. But 
So thank you for sharing that, Yolanda, because that's the same accountability that now I'm going to reflect on Alex. (laughs) (laughs) She knows I need it. (laughs) Oh, man. She just opened that door real wide, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was thinking also, Yolanda, and how the four of us got connected. You know, you talked a bit about Mia Redrick, you know, mm-hmm. who connected us in her own way yeah. together, you know, had Alex connect with me. She said, you and I working on leadership and, you know, mm-hmm. the things we have already done. Yeah. And back to what Alex said about seeing you, one of the things with leaders is they never feel they have an opportunity to know who they are because mm-hmm. of leading, you feel you have to be these different people and I think with our relationship the four of us is we have released that for me personally that was a place of release like I've always been who I am I've always said what you get what you see is what you get Mm -hmm. this is who I am and as leaders we need to relax and know that authenticity is what really counts nowadays and I, I didn't want, I wanted to really shine the light of what Alex said, because it's really leading from where you are, mm-hmm. you know, and really people seeing that, you know, you, you are someone, you, you're not mm-hmm. just this title, you're not just this position, mm-hmm. you know, you're human being first, you go through things, yes. you know, you go through life yeah, and it's okay. And, you know, Mm -hmm. one of the big things that I think we have all done for each other is hold that space when you need to cry as a leader. Mm -hmm. You know, it's okay to do that. Yeah, that's good. You know, it's okay to do that. So, you know, Samira said, you know, I'm the connected dots. I was connecting these dots and I said, you know, Mia connected us. But what it did for us, each of us is really shine the light that we were leaders from where we are and step boldly in it so I just wanted to make that that you know shine the light on that that's an excellent point so you you shine the light on showing up in the expectations of what other people expect for you to do Ilka Talk about how you have had to like give folks um, something tangible about what you've had to do in order to strip that expectation of what people expected you to show up as rather than just being Ilka. Because we just want Ilka, (laughs) right? We just love Ilka. But, you know, what about when folks want you to show up as Ilka the leader and Ilka the this and Ilka the that, but just Ilka the woman? What did you have to do? I I had to get butt naked, Yolanda. Come on, come on. With <laughs> I it. had to become the emperor, okay? And somebody had to. I had to say, you know what? The emperor sometimes not wear no clothes, okay? The, the emperor. Emperor, that's right. Emperor, Ain't wearing okay. no clothes, right? You remember, mm-hmm. nobody wants to tell them. Everybody wants them to be this person. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. So I had to say that. The most important thing I learned, Yolanda, was that full sentence that they talk about. N-O. And be okay with right. saying no. N-O the, period. Period. N-O period and be okay. Be okay with 
saying, you know what, this is okay for you. It's not okay for me. Yeah. I had to learn that. I had to also learn to let go, Yolanda. Mm-hmm. Let go, really like let go of of things. And and it I think I think the 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 piece that really did the pivoting for me was being diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. and having to choose life or death. Mm. And that was that pivotal point that taught me to let go. That it's mm-hmm. okay to let go. We don't have to know how the story ends. Yeah. You know, we don't and 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 let go of all these things because you know somebody had a party, Ilka had to be there. They're doing this, Ilka has to be there. Oh, we want Ilka to take the yeah. lead because she's good at taking the lead. Mm-hmm. And I literally, I'm gonna tell you how 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 impactful it has gotten. I showed up at parties and just sat down. Didn't even volunteer yes. to wash the dishes. Come I'm on. keeping it real. That's right. That's I learned good. to do that. I learned, you know, they'll say, oh, you invite Ilka, she's going to bring five dishes. Ilka showed up with no dishes. A bag of something from the grocery store. No, gro- not, a, no, a no not, even, grocery- not even a dessert from the, showed up and was at peace with that. Yes. So getting through that process after four almost five decades of leading with that weight of the world. It's a weight of the world that we carry as leaders, Yolanda, Mm -hmm. as mothers, as sisters, as daughters. Mm -hmm. It's a weight of the world and the process of releasing that and being at peace that, you know, you're human first. And if you can't be human, why be on this world? Why be on this earth? Let's pause right there for a second. That's so good. Saying no with a period, right? And Mm -hmm. that's real. That's just not a cliche. That is real and it takes practice. Saying no with a period, also letting go, and then being at peace with saying no and letting go, right? That's, That's really good really, really good. And I really hope that there's someone out there other than us, because we also have to be reminded too, that that is really resonating with saying no, letting go, and also making sure that you're at peace with it. And because otherwise, people will draw you back in when it's when you still got this, this rumbling going on in your spirit, right? So they'll draw you back in. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, you're pulled in all these different directions. No, let go be at peace with it. Love that. And Yolanda, I'll, I'll use a, a almost like picture story so people can resonate because it's exactly sure. what Ilka was talking about. And I was speaking with a friend of mine that's going through a challenging time right now. And it um, it resonates. It's simple, but it resonates. It's kind of like when we are born, we are mm-hmm. born like perfect, exactly yeah. as we are unique. The mold is broken. There's nothing wrong with us. Mm-hmm. And somehow as we learn through life, so from immediate family and others, it's like we're um, like, if you can imagine, kind of like almost baby Buddha in the middle. And then through society, we collect like a cabbage, all of these expectation and leaves upon mm-hmm. leaves. They almost like they stop the light that we get, the light mm-hmm. from the outside and the light that we have for to shine on the outside. And so we come at the state and it seems like that's the time when we all came to each other where we're kind of like so tired of carrying all those leaves 
Mm. and so tired of carrying everybody else's expectations about showing up how they want us to show up. And mind you, I think many of us learn no matter what we do and how far we bend, people are not going to be happy. We're not going to meet their expectations. So at some Mm. point we start to shed those. And that's, I think the letting go story from Ilka and like slowly and by sitting still, which is so important about what she said at the very beginning, Mm -hmm. we get to figure out what is it that matters to us? So now not what matters to my mom, not what matters to the rest of the Macedonian world, not what matters to my dad, to my brother, et cetera, what matters to me. And it's sometimes so hard for me to get to that voice because there have been so many layers Mm -hmm. that unless we sit still without filling that time in our brain with other people's thoughts, Mm -hmm. um, that we can't get to it. But I think most of us are like, when we look at people who we feel like are either enlightened or authentic, What they've done is they've literally let go of all of that BS that doesn't belong to us. It's like, why did we choose to pick up that huge load for ages? That never was ours to carry, right? Never, never was ours to carry. So I I hope that that visual resonates because when Nilka was talking, I feel like she was just unpacking it. And uh, and I like stories because like I can remember the visual. Mm -hmm. I may not remember to do it all the time, but if I remember the visual, I'm like, this is not my thing to carry. So off we go. So good. So good. I'm so proud of y'all. I'm proud of you, Elka. I am so proud of you. I'm proud of all of y'all, but just for what she shared about where she is in life and having to let go of things and let go of other people's expectations and all of that, and just show up as Ilka and put her feet up and be okay with that. So proud. Mm-hmm. And model Thank that you. for us too. <laughs> <laughs> show up and put your feet up. That's Samira right. Jones. Samira Jones, what you had to let go of? It's funny listening to Ilka and speaking of resonation, um, I resonated with what uh, she spoke about of letting go. Um, For years, I felt the responsibility of keeping everything together. And that means family, um, along with myself, and not just my immediate family, Um, you know, when I was married, my husband and my children, but beyond that, I was the house that everyone knew where they were going on Thanksgiving. (laughs) You know, it was like no question. Um, I prepared everything, everybody. And I guess I, but is it, and it's not a bad thing. It's not something that we're doing to ourselves or that we're setting ourselves up for. It's just that these are the people that we are, that we believe in love and family, and we want to keep those those communities together, you know, just because of the love that we have in us. And we want that to be, you know, something that is just kept. And so in order for it to be that, we take on the load. And wow, like everything Ilka just said just was jawing for me because I, I'm, I'm that person. Um, when I go to somebody's house, 
They know I'm bringing the mac and cheese. Yes, I do make the best mac and cheese. I'm bringing the mac. <laughs> I'm bringing the mac and cheese. You know, I'm bringing the carrot cake. I'm bringing this. I'm wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hit pause. Have any of my brothers mac and cheese? No, or her carrot cake. Let's get it real. No mac and cheese, no carrot cake. You time to get together. Uh, <laughs> I just realized that, like, okay, we, well, we already know who's going on the menu the next time. Uh, see, here we yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, and even, and this is just being transparent. You know, if I go to certain people's homes or I go to, you know, I feel the need to help out, to get this, to clean up, to bring this over, to do that, you know. And I actually came to that realization maybe about a month ago to step back as well, um, because it's it's necessary and it's unnecessary for us to feel that obligation. Mm -hmm. um, let's hold others accountable to bring in the same energy. You know, why do we always have to be the ones to bring the energy and keep everything together? So. Um, yeah, that's 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 where I am now. And recently I had to make a bold move. And so I had to make the hard decision to say, hey, I can still serve, but I have to serve in a different way. Um, I have to reserve that energy for my children and for myself and my own well-being. And let's talk about that. <laughs> you know, we talk about, you know, how we have to shift priorities and sometimes mm -hmm. that shift. Uh, involves us yeah. and putting us first because we all know if we aren't good for ourselves who else can we we, we be good for mm -hmm. and making that tough decision made things a lot better for me now because I have the mental capacity <laughs> to take on what I'll choose to take on not everything that I feel I need to take on, but what I choose to take on. And I have energy reserved for the things that I want to do. That's good. You freed up margin in your life. Absolutely. Right? I, Absolutely. I so believe in that. Like, how am I freeing no, up margin? That, you, that yeah, mental I, margin, physical yeah. margin, all of that, financial margin, you know, whatever it is, like freeing up that margin in our lives. That's amazing, Samira, because I know how difficult that was for you. It's been great thus far. Um, I'm, I think it was a decision that needed to be made. I think it's a decision that's going well. And here we are. <laughs> yes, all the better, Samira, so that you can do the things that you need to do as a woman. That's so good, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, I think we, you know, maybe miss that when we're younger, because I know for me, I just plummeted through life a lot because I had children when I was young. And for me, it was always, what is it that I can do to make sure that they are exposed to better, right? And what is it I can do to build a decent foundation for them? So I'm working, I'm going to school, I'm working two jobs. All of that's great because it has manifested in my kids in different ways. But at the same time, when I look back, if, if I could have shifted my thinking a bit, 
towards, okay, how can I free up margin so that I could be a better mother and, and be a more present mother, be a more present person, be a more present woman, right? Because when you just plummeting through and on autopilot, like y'all, like this time, I feel like, oh, Yolanda, she she's new, like brand new. Ooh, she she good because I feel like this um time, not just with quarantine, but this time of transition of where I am has allowed me to say, wow, I don't have to be doing all of this. Now, of course, my kids are grown. So practically speaking, that does help a lot. But at the same time, we tend to like clutter our lives up with stuff, just cluttering it up, cluttering it up. And then when we don't have all of that clutter, it's like, oh, this feels good. And I ain't letting nothing clutter it up again with the things that I love to do. I'm going to do those things and park on those things. Of course, there's some things we have to do, right, to care for ourselves. But at the same time, even that, just managing the energy that we're bringing into our lives and that clutter often. And so like pushing that away. Alex, I feel something from you. What, yeah, I was about? I was taking notes as you're speaking. Um, yeah, I think this resonates also with the conversation that Samira and I had. Um, she came over to my house, and like one of the things she, we talked about is kind of like how we we practice what we've been shown, and so there's a part of me that wants to connect this to obviously the value of diversity, right? So if I stayed in Michigan and like my parents worked in factories and with other different, you know what I mean? Like, uh, or hospitality or something like that. They could only show me what they knew. And what if, that's why it's so important to surround yourself with other people who can show you a different way of being. And so um, freeing up margin would have never entered my reality, right? And so now, um, there's a couple of tangents and I'm, they're probably not going to make sense to everybody from the outside, but I'm just going to touch on them really briefly. Like Samira making that transition, right, from responsibility and in, in my culture, there would have been a lot of guilt, right? It, it gives me permission and an opportunity to look at what is it that's going to serve me more. So now that I'm thinking about moving my parents closer to me instead of my dad in Michigan, my mom here helping me during covid is I'm a single working mom, um, the the logical answer would be for them to live with me. But the practical answer of what I need is I need margin. I need space to have, to practice like who I am and to not be expected and evaluated all the time. And I know it comes from love, but I am now looking at finding them a place close to me, something that's gonna give them their freedom to do whatever they want, to cook whatever they want, whenever. Um, but it gives me different freedoms. And so the, and, uh, the way in which we were talking with Samira too was I didn't know much about the consulting field or like the big four until I was in it. But now that I was in it, I can help kind of like usher her in as, as a doula about what to expect and talk about how demanding that is and to set up certain things in her life so that she can manage that successfully because eyes are on you and you need to perform and that kind of stuff. So the, I think it's really hard, what you were saying about you being a young mother, right? I, I saw myself a lot of times surviving 
surviving yeah. the only way I knew how because nobody else showed me a better way mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. make it through life. And yeah. so it's so valuable to have other people that do have a little bit of different way of doing it. And yes, it, mm -hmm. life may be easier for them at different points, but we have to be introduced to those different practices to move our families in the direction that's better for them. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Survival mode, right? Because when you have to look at the fact that you have been living in survival mode for 40 years, yeah. 40 plus years, right? Living, and that doesn't mean that good wasn't done. I don't want to discount, yeah. you know, everything that we have done. But at the same time, I had to realize, lady, you've been in survival mode. So I'm like a newborn baby resting in it right now, like resting it. But I will tell you that that revelation only came through therapy. That came through some hard therapy. You hear what I tell you, some hard therapy, because see, looking back me you know that let's just um let me let me touch on the divorce for a second where i thought that was difficult that won't that difficult compared to first of all you know i have children and a mama with children them been through worse right because we've gotten through some moments so even though when i was in it it felt tough but at the same time we have gotten through more when it comes to mothering and hitting obstacles and turning corners and all of that right so I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't, don't forget who you are. Don't forget, you know, the things that you have already gone through and will even go through again in life. And so it's important to like raise up and all of that. But I say all of that to say that the hard part was not forgiving my ex-husband. That was easy. I'm built like that. You know, I always say that I'm built like that. Like God has built me like that. That comes easy. Forgiving myself man I tell you that that was a hard tough process and it still is at times right so sometimes even revisiting that like how do I forgive myself for being in this for going back whatever it was or forgiving myself even beyond my marriage right for anything else forgiving yourself is the toughest thing, we lost Ilka, but I'm sure she'll pop back in. Um, there she go. Oh, Samira. Um, I'm here. But, um, you know, that forgiveness of self, oh, y'all, I tell you, but it really took me um, humbling myself in therapy, being consistent with it, um, taking the time to dig through, taking the time to dig through the anger that I was feeling and all of that, because it wasn't about, it wasn't just about that, right? Um, yes. Um, <laughs> and so it is so amazing that, you know, when we get to the point of forgiving ourselves, it frees up so much space in mm -hmm. our minds and our hearts you know, and I had to come to the realization, Alex, as you were talking and Samira, you were talking about your, your auntie and loving her, but still serving her in a different way. One of the things I had to realize is the love that I gave to my ex-husband, that love, I honor it. I can now today honor it. I can now today honor my marriage because of the fact that now that looks totally different. Doesn't mean I'm still that person. My heart is still, I can still give love. That just wasn't my space to give it at the time. And now I can redirect that love 
to me, to other spaces, to the thing I love, and to prepare, you know, for later on down the road when I do start dating again. What y'all think about all that? Yeah, Yolanda, you hit the nail on the head, you know, mm. because, you know, you, you touch on several points of one, Samira talked about us wanted, we did a lot of things because you talked about plummeting through. Samira mm -hmm. talked about it's because of the love, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Alex touched about that, right? That we could stay the same because, you know, I always say what's missing from leadership is love, right? Mm -hmm. And because we led with love that became, but I'm going to share with you and, and all, you know, all of you all that it's a process that forgiving yourself is a continuous process. Absolutely. So I thought I was good. Seven years, I did my work, I did my therapy. Let me keep it real, y'all. I'm back in therapy again. <laughs> because you know what? When you hear when you see the triggers, you the the beauty is now you know who you are. That's good. And it's okay. You know, keep it real. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Because if you still seen those triggers, what I call them, those mm -hmm. thorns in the side showing up, we still need work. I'm a work in progress and I'm yes. good being a whip. You see, that's what I'm talking I'm good. I'm so proud whip. of you, sis. I'm I am being so good. proud of you. It's a mm. work in progress. It's mm -hmm. a process. Yeah. So people need to understand that, that, yeah, wow, they did all this. They got this for They made it through all this. Guess what? We're still working at it. And we got to yes. normalize celebrating our friends being in therapy, going back to therapy. Therapy doesn't always mean there's something wrong. Therapy it's, is just like me taking care of my body, right? Yes. And being proactive. It's taking care of my oh, mind, yes. my soul, my heart, yes. and okay. just continuing because when you know you want to stay whole. Oh, oh, oh. When you know you want to stay whole, mm -hmm. you learn to do what's necessary. Yeah. yeah. Right? Don't let society mm -hmm. change your story. Don't yeah. let them twist it. Mm -hmm. Do not let them twist it. It's mm -hmm. okay. It is okay. And it feels mm -hmm. good. It yes. feels good. Ilka. And Ilka, it's almost like it's more than okay. Like it should be expected. Hopefully one day mm. and maybe with the next generation, like, um, and there's some, there has been a lot of hardship due to COVID. But one of the benefits that I see is that kids are, are learning mindfulness in like kindergarten, first, second mm -hmm. grade, which is something that many of us came to very much later in our life. And so uh, sitting through and observing and finding patterns uh, about our behavior and like not taking them for granted or like a lot of times we say like, well, it's just who I am. But just because it's who I am, it doesn't mean it can't change. And doesn't mean people got to accept that junk either. So if you exactly. see, I don't deal with my junk, I'm going to put it on other people, on my children, on my friends, my loved ones. Yeah. And, ahead, and that, that. Yeah, I'm Go sorry. ahead, Alex. No, I was mm -hmm. just saying that's the beauty. And I love how Alex talk about mm -hmm. in kindergarten, they're learning about mindfulness. Yeah. Because you know what all of this is all about? It's about growth. Yeah. It's about growth. Mm -hmm. And a grown mindset, right? There is there's actually some, I don't know if it's a nonprofit or for profit, but it's it's teaching us that 
the the mindset of we strive for perfection and once we reach it everything is going to go easy in our lives and believe me like i think a number of us have tried probably all of us have been like okay got married check um did my college degree check like and now everything should be easy but then life really happens and we need to be nimble enough and flexible enough to respond in a healthy way. And that's the part that we didn't focus so much on because we were too busy chasing the certificates or whatever it was, mm-hmm. chasing outside yeah. recognition. Um, and so when, when we come to that point where like we can give grace to ourselves for yeah. not knowing that we were chasing material things perhaps that couldn't give us satisfaction but that's all we knew mm-hmm. at that point. And now we know better. So now mm-hmm. we, just like we brush our teeth every day, we seek therapy because mm-hmm. it is helpful. And our, our friends can handle a lot of things. But honestly, sometimes I feel like it's not fair to, it's not fair to burden friends with some things that they're unqualified to do. And I say this as somebody that has asked people to help me with things, Mm -hmm. but also somebody that has been on the receiving end. And Mm -hmm. I know when I reach my limit that I can't keep on pouring. And I know that Mm -hmm. it's somebody else more qualified that should be helping that person to resolve this issue. Yeah. Oh, Alex. Sometimes you just gotta be quiet and, and just receive a moment. asking your friends to give you something that uh, that they are unqualified to give you. Girl, that's a whole tweetable book, story, meme, whatever it is. That's tweetable, ma'am. That is- Yes, it was. That is so true. That is good. That's on fire. It is because that's where our frustration comes from. That's what I believe. That is my theory of why women often have issues with their friendships, right? I cannot expect Samira to give me what Ilka gives me. I cannot. I, I can't. And I cannot expect Alex to receive from me the way she receives from Samira. It is, though, when we put those expectations on one another, that's I, that I believe. That is just my theory of why I believe, and it could be my whole Pollyanna thinking. But I, I just really truly believe that the reason why I have been so fortunate to have such a strong tribe of women around me where we supported one another is because I allowed them to be individuals and unique. They can't be my therapists. They can't be my this and my that. They can't show up at my door and pray through my house when I'm saying I'm feeling depressed like Ilka can. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All of that. Show up, show up at my door and go, oh, get out of here, devil. Get out of here, enemy. There will be no depression in this home. <laughs> Like she anointed me with oil. Yes. <laughs> There's only certain people that can do certain things and that will let them do that. Yeah. Y'all giving me a name, y'all. <laughs> Alex, what a tender moment. If women can get that, like this whole, I don't, I don't receive that well and I don't always understand it well. So I do like listening to women when they say that they have a hard time building relationships or they have a hard time sustaining because I'm trying to really learn 
what is that really about, right? Is it about discernment? Is it about what we're putting out? Is it about us having expectations of people to meet things that it's not for them to meet in our lives, but to just love them where they are? What, what do you think, Samira? I believe that that's something that um, you have to get to and everybody doesn't necessarily understand that. And I think the more that we intentionally focus on our own personal development, emotional intelligence, all of that, that we'll be able to adapt that mindset um, because it's true. You know, not everybody, even Oprah and some of the others out there, they have a mentor in every part of their life. Not one mentor can serve every part of you, serve every one of your needs. And so you need to understand that people are in your life for a certain reason and let them own that space. Don't put them in a lane that they aren't in and appreciate them for who they are. And then that's it. And those who do not receive you understand that that's okay. Maybe you aren't the person that is supposed to be pouring into them. Maybe they need to receive it in another way. There's someone out there for everybody, but that person also has to be, again, in the space to be able to receive. So it's a process. You may be able to, you may be in the space that you're ready to pour into someone that isn't even ready to receive it yet. And you also have to identify and understand that and be able to pull back and say, it's okay. Good stuff. Yes, ma'am. So, so that is a critical piece of that I've learned and learned to master in coaching, right? That not everyone is your client. And mm -hmm. there are four major areas, like Samira okay. says, right? You have your, your relationships, you have your health and your wellness, you have your vocation, you have your time and money freedom, and you have your spirituality. And if you have people showing up to you for one of those, and that's not what you're meant for them, they're not for you. And sometimes people try to force that within and you have to, that's another part of letting go, right? Understanding that you are not my assignment for that particular area. So yeah. what you said, Samira, is right on target. It's really having that clarity and knowing how you can help. And when you can't help, you have to say, I am not the person for you, mm -hmm. right? And that's when you serve from a place of purpose, like Yolanda said, do what you love to do. Mm -hmm. You know, what a lot of times folks don't realize that our personal values and our profession and our businesses, they align with one another. Mm -hmm. They cross over how you live your life, how you manage your personal day-to-day -day is going to cross over into your business. It's all one big part of you. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think that's the successful ones, right? So when you when you have the authenticity to be aware of what your values are, 
and it lines up with your work and the other stuff, that's where things seem to flow and it's easy. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's, um, it is easy yeah. because it's honest, right? Yeah. But when we you don't have this work we, person, then this yeah. individual person in my personal life, there isn't, I know people like to use the terminology versions of myself. There's only one version of Samira. <laughs> I don't care who is there yeah. from. Mm-hmm. I am me, right? Um, and so, and like you said, Alex, when you are that way, it is easy. Things do become just smooth sailing because you don't have to revert back to now I'm, you know, in this mode, I'm in that mode. You're just who you are. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, good. things come to you a lot easier. And I think for all of us, one of the bold aspects of our movement, right, is manifesting big, bold things. And they do, I, I, Samira, you and I probably talked about this, and I, but I know uh, Yolanda and Ilka and I chatted last year when I got my offer, or like it was what, maybe a year and a half ago. And it was like, it, it's not supposed to be this easy or like, you know, what, whatever it was, whether it was from the interviewing process. And yes, I had 15 interviews, but still it was easy because I was being myself. And so what was the negotiations part was easy, getting the job starting in the middle of COVID, comparatively still easy, but it's, things came easier because I think we weren't confusing in a way, I'm gonna say the universe, but essentially everybody around us with who we are and what we want. And Mm -hmm. when we say like, I want a job where I'm valued, I want to have time for my family. I want to keep on growing personally. If I'm clear on that, things align and it's easy. But if I'm confusing everybody around me about what truly matters to me, then yeah. it's a push and pull for everybody. The life is hard that. at that point. I've been there. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I I think, and I think what people are afraid of, Alex and you all, is taking the risk because mm-hmm. they feel if they are vulnerable, that they'll be exposed or not to the liking or being accepted by society or even um, a family member, whoever or whatever that looked like for them. And to Alex's point about being herself and being authentic through her interview process, that's how I got my job. Here I am interviewing with one of the big four and I was asked, you know, name something that you're proud of. I didn't give a typical, oh, I did this project and it turned out great, it had great buy-in, et cetera, et cetera. I got real. I said, really? You're probably not going to expect this answer, but I'm always who I am. And this is what I am proud of. I said, I'm proud that I'm still standing. <laughs> hmm. I said, I've been through a lot. And for hmm. me to be able to come back into industry, into my career after being a caretaker, after going through divorce and being a single mom, raising two kids, and we're just doing it. I said, that's what I'm proud of. Give the credentials. You gave the people the credentials because those are the credentials. Absolutely. They saw mm-hmm. what I had. They yeah. saw it two master's degrees. Okay, that's great. But what I'm really proud of 
is that mm-hmm. I'm still standing. And yeah. so the feedback that I got from that interview, um, from uh, the people that interviewed me was that was one of the best interviews that they've ever done. And they actually thanked me for being authentic and said, that's what this organization, that's what this firm needs is more authentic people like you. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just, I got the offer from here. Yeah. <laughs> but that yeah. was taking a risk mm-hmm. and not giving what was expected. You know, I'm not going to mm-hmm. tell you about a project that I did that turned out great. I'm going to give you how what I feel was a proud moment for me. That's good. You know, it's something you said earlier, Samira, because a lot of what we're talking about is with transition, but you talked about that feeling of making sure your values are aligned in work, business, home, whatever that is. But there are times where that we, when they start to feel like something is rubbing against one another, right? So something ain't feeling quite right. There's friction between the things. There's a dichotomy that we're fighting, you know, it's a part of life. But what I believe is that when we start feeling that feeling, it may be time to move, whether it's in a job, right? Or whatever it is that it may be time to make some type of move because something feels off. I'm not able to bring my authentic self to this space. This space is not for me or, you know, whatever the case may be. So sometimes I believe that we have to reevaluate at every step in our life because if we're always growing, things are going to change. And that means, yeah, that space ain't going to be for us all the time. And so we've all made some changes, but I want to talk about a big change right now. One of us is getting ready to make a big change, a big old transition. And I'm so excited about this time of her life because I feel like I'm just like here for it. I'm here to see (laughs) where God has taken her. I'm here to see what those things are that he's already put in place that she don't even know. So Ilka, can you talk a little bit about how people understand, help us understand, what did you have to evaluate to make the decision that you made? And I'll let you talk about the decision that you have made. <laughs> Which one of the decisions? <laughs> I know, right? No. Uh, I know, it's, it's, it's been a ride. But you, you want to do you remember my first conference when I said, buckle up, throw your hands in the air and said, uh-huh. we, uh-huh. <laughs> you, you and Alex were there, right? So you, you talk about that. So I think the one big decision you're talking about, but there were several mini ones along the way. So mm-hmm. one big one was, of course, the decision to live, number one. Number two was to get rid of my 27 32 year marriage that was the second one okay the, the the most recent was to release myself of that home i lived in for 20 years and mm-hmm. you know move forward um mm-hmm. just finished purchasing that the home i'm renting come on now uh, so and and after purchasing that home i'm retiring in 45 days um so i um uh, I think I'll, <laughs> so um, I'm putting I'm retiring in 45 days and what made that decision I think you guys have touched on the points mm-hmm. the points are are being authentic and realizing that you have served as to the maximum of what you can serve 
becoming aware through this whole process, that was the big piece for me, Yolanda, and, and Tamira and Alex, being aware, being present and aware. We talked about pressing through life, pressing through and not being aware. And that awareness that you have served, that you have a bigger purpose in life and owning that, mm-hmm. owning that other purpose that you don't know what it looks like, but mm-hmm. it's there for you to step into it. So making the decision to retire after 26 and a half years of federal service. Y'all know I'm still, I'm, st- I'm still 29, so don't let it Come fool you. <laughs> while I can still salsa while I still have mm-hmm. energy you know and yeah. I didn't get to share this with you all but I get to end my career in a powerful moment I had an opportunity next in a couple of weeks actually a week away where I will be going to help out with the undocumented children and the on the borders and and you know that brings you know and when you're looking for confirmation and for god's universe to give you signals and you can really sunset your 26 and a half you're serving in that manner a critical piece of the mission of our department to Mm -hmm. be able to do this even if it's for seven days right before you retire these are the little light the little sprinkles of light of you know what I call the confetti that tells you you're heading in the right direction so when you get that feeling and you're present make the move don't wait you know don't don't wait you know and and the other piece that you know Yolanda and I talk about is start making your financial decisions now don't wait for that either because mm-hmm. when that time comes, you don't want yeah. that to be the stumbling block that keep you in a place that you have outgrown. Yeah. Because oh, that will keep you in a place that you have outgrown depending on something. But because <laughs> I have higher knowledge now, I, I also know that I don't even, that mindset is not there because whatever's for you is for you. So right. even not even preparing, I know that if that's the move I need to make, I can make it trusting that I have a God above that's looking out for me. And when he speak and I obey, I need to just, when he say move, you move. Don't even ask, but what about the left and the right turn? Then I just tell you, make one step. Ain't none of your business. None of my business. <laughs> none of my business. And it, Ooh. And it's, it's scary, Yolanda, I'm not going to lie to you all. And, and you know my other move that a lot of people don't know, but in a few months, I'm going to be making a move. So they're going to have to stay tuned to our chats to know stay where tuned. I'm going. We're going to give them a little comeback to check things out. But yeah. these are all things that I'm, that I'm embracing. Wow. Before I um, close out, I want y'all to think about, and I wanna, I'm want i going to go back to Ilka's point, but I want y'all to think about, Sharon, what are you doing during this time to have fun? Because as women, we have to have some fun, right? We've talked about a lot of heavy stuff, but what are we doing to have fun? You know, there has been a quarantine and all of that. Um, and we're going through all these transitions. It's important that we bring some fun to our lives. But before we go there, and while y'all are thinking about that, um, Ilka, you bought 
things full circle with talking about making a move, that bold move. You just brought it all full circle. And thinking about like sitting in it, being aware, let me notice what I'm noticing, as my good friend Ilka Chavez says, notice what you're noticing, be aware of what's happening around you, pay attention to those little signs, that's when you know, do I need to make a move? And making a move doesn't always mean that you're going forward or you're going something to something big. Making a move means that, hey, I got to back up. I may have to back up and circle back to something or come back around to something, something like that. And I just love how you said that there are telltale signs of things that are happening around you when you know it's time to make that move. You know that it's time. And, and y'all just go ahead and wrap it up with something you're doing for fun, but also what we just talked about, what Ilka just said, and I reiterated, how is that sitting with you so that people hear that, that some other concepts and take away some tangible concepts to think about, maybe even write it down, jot it down, hashtag jot it down, Samira Jones. Um, you know, what is the what are those things they should be thinking about when they're making these bold moves or when when do they because a lot of people don't know when to make a move it's scary as Ilka said it's scary and she is one of the most highest spiritual people I know but to say that it is scary to make a move that's that's such a tender moment so Samira can I throw the ball back to you first sure okay. I would first say listen to your inner self our inner self always gives us something, whether it's excitement, whether it's a feeling of discomfort, listen to that and pay attention to that because it's leading to something. And when it leads to something, it often leads to a decision that has to be made. Mm -hmm. um, and so one of the things that is okay is it's okay to reinvent ourselves. Now that doesn't mean, you know, reinventing doesn't mean reinventing in the same space. It oftentimes mean, like you said, you know, we have to change with life. Yeah. You know, when life changes, it will require us to change as well. And that can be exciting. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a negative thing. It can be very exciting. And I think I'm in that space now um, with my career, with this big move, you know, um, reestablishing my family, my relationship. Like, I think I'm, in, I know I'm in that cycle of reinvention. And so a part of that, in reinventing that, I intentionally, um, decided to now, you know, not now, I've always been, but even more so be more present with my children. Like Elka, when Elka, Elka came over, Natalie and I were playing Monopoly, you know, I, <laughs> just doing things that are fun and Monopoly isn't mindless. Actually, it's a great game for 
young children um, and I was explaining with Natalie that, you know, life is really like this. Life is like this monopoly game. You know, we're buying properties. I'm telling her, you know, this is a certain neighborhood. I said, you see how in that neighborhood the property isn't worth that much? But then when you go over to this neighborhood, it is. I said, pay attention to those things. And even let her be the banker in using these moments of fun as also an opportunity to teach, you know? And so um, that's the space that I'm in, you know, spending more time with my children, I'm growing in my career and just really being open to what God has next for me. Come on with it, sis. I'm so happy for you. I can't wait to come down to visit you. I love the direction that your place faces because I'm always looking at like, how is the direction faces to get that sun? So I can't wait because you know, I'll come there and take a nap. Uh, I will come there and take a nap. <laughs> look, she said, look, I'm going to sleep and don't wake me up. Don't bother me. <laughs> wake me up with some crabs, right? Mira, that's going to be our date. That's what we can do. Definitely. Yeah. Over for some crabs. I'm only like eight minutes from the wharf. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Alex. Hey, my sister. Oh, my goodness. Um... You know, whenever we meet and we talk, especially live, but even this way, it's just so powerful and there's so many things and I feel like my heart is overflowing, my mind is overflowing and there's um, wrapping it up is, is probably hard um, and it's probably hard. It's really hard for me. Um, so when I was thinking about a lot of the things that Samira said, right, um, and what be authentic we've we said a couple of things like why wait like don't wait don't wait on you don't it's kind of like we're so eager to invest into everybody else and their ideas and help them along the way but it's like why do we put ourselves less so like invest in you into like taking that path taking that risk be as smart about it but um the other part that i was thinking is like you all know that i've um there's different times when I reach out with different challenges. So as I was writing thing, this point, uh, I was thinking about cooking. So I said, most of life is simple, but we complicate it. And so I'm going to use the cooking analogy, right? I have, I grew up cooking, love cooking, love food. After I became a mom and when life got really stressful and also with picky eaters, I have stopped cooking. And frankly, a lot of it is overwhelming because there's not a lot of things that I can do. And I've tried being super creative and doing shapes and everything else for my kids. But I just came to a point where it, took, it was like anything was overwhelming me in terms of food. So there have been times when all of you have come to my house and we've cooked and it's been easy and it's been fun and it's... Um, and that's going to the point that it is simple. When we start to overcomplicate it or we can't see the way out, I think that's the time when we need to be still and figure out what is it about it that's, that, that we're overcomplicating. Because it's honestly, it is pretty, it's really simple. <laughs> Everything in life is simple. So if we can be authentic, if we can hear ourselves, um, I think that that's it. And just the last part that I'll say is, uh, as Samira was closing it, and I think there's this overwhelming feeling that I think all four of us have, which is we're blessed. Like we are grateful 
we all of these things that we may talk about that there are challenges and we're constantly working to enhance it's not because we want more 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 and we're greedy in one way or another it's that we we realize that we can do more we can offer more to the world we can be of more help and we're trying to figure out how do we replenish ourselves so we can do what it is that's been our life purpose that we may have veered away from so we're grateful we we have homes we have roofs over our head we have families that love us we have each other and um and i think most people have that no matter how desperate the situation may seem and so People are here to help you. Just reach out to, for help and, and pay attention to what you need. Be authentic when you ask that help from them. So good. I love listening to you. I do. I love listening to you. Thank you for saying that because I'll just fess it up. One of my weaknesses is that I feel like I'm not coherent or well-spoken or other stuff. And so I'll just that. take it in. Your sisters know that, but I can authentically tell you, I love listening to you. You are amazing, lady. And I second that. I second that, Yolanda. Yep. And I third that she doesn't realize that we see her soul. And you have a beautiful soul and it shines every time you show up among us, Alex. I love you. Love I love all of y'all, but Alex, just to sit in the moment of just telling you that I absolutely love listening to you, ma'am. Thank you. Goosebumps and um, giving myself hugs from each one of you. I know yeah. you give amazing hugs. So Absolutely. Enjoy it. Sit in it and receive it. You, you offer so much to us, to the world, to your children, your family, everybody around you. Keep believing in yourself. That's it. You, you are clear. Be clear that you are clear. You don't have to say it a certain way. You don't have to overthink it. Anything like that. You already got it, ma'am. Love you. Thank you. Yeah. You got it. You got it, girl. You got Wait. Is that a song? Isn't that a song? Oh, okay. Um, oh, my gosh. Elka. Oh, man. This has just been amazing. Amazing. It, it, Ilka, we already know what you're doing today for some fun. You're going on a trip. I am on a trip. I've arrived safely. And uh, <laughs> so that's what I do for fun. I decide and I do. You know, in January, I told you guys, I booked uh, Airbnb from Saturday, Sunday, drove six hours to North Carolina and mm -hmm. went because of Alex soul's um influence telling me about you know what was it the night of Radon the, the movie, yeah. Radon, yes. the movie. <laughs> I went home the next day I booked the thing and I drove six hours and spent a week in Radon because I, I said I'm going there to watch the movie. <laughs> decide and, and do. I and did. you didn't have to have a, a whole posse with you to go. You just decided and you did it. I decided oh and I do. The other thing I'm doing for fun is I go over to my girlfriend's and I take naps. 
I go to Yolanda. You know, we kill your spirits like that. We take a nap anywhere. Why Alex and Yolanda doing projects? I'm napping. Why, why, why Samira and Natalie play Monopoly? I'm napping. I am good. I am oh learning God. to be still. <laughs> oh, my you know? God. I'm so glad you brought that thing up. Lord, so Ilka has decided, she decided and she going and then she going to her friend's house and she go and put her feet up just as she said earlier and take a nap. These jokes came to my house. We had such a ball. First, first we celebrated Samira's birthday and then we came back to my home and we just had a good old time. But it's a couple things that happened there. One, Ilka took a nap and put her feet up just as she said. She's learning how to rest. The other was Alex put a bed together for me. And let me tell y'all, I think, Alex, I'm pretty sure I shared this with you, right? That in that moment, because, you know, I'm, I'm a, that, that leader, like, I, but that was my space. That was your space. So at some moment, I was like, you got this. What you need me to do? Do I need to hold this? Do it now. Go over there, and you go over there, and you do this, and you do that, and I did everything she told me to do. Everything she told me to do that was growth for me. I allowed her to stand in her space, and we just did the daggone thing, and it was so much fun. She put together a platform, <laughs> and we take we took hilarious pictures doing it, so Samira yeah. can see. Uh, <laughs> and then you showed me what, and then you showed me when I woke up what I missed. <laughs> Ilka was ready for the bed at that point. She was just like, do you want me to roll over there? <laughs> it was done. But you know what? That also reminds me that no matter where we are, you know, here we're going to each other's homes. We're cooking for one another. All of that. Home is home. Regardless of where you are in life, what you're going through, anything like that, that home space is just so, I don't even know what it is that I'm trying to say, but that home space is so um, just authentic, it's, it's free, it's peace, it's just all of that. And for all of us to be able to intertwine like that, that's huge. I just love it. Um, of course, y'all know that I just love to cook. I've been loving to cook since I was little, so I create different things. I actually started some blueberry compote today because I'm trying to figure out how to make a healthy dessert for myself today. Um, and every Sunday at three o'clock for one year, me and my family have been on Zoom calls every single Sunday. We miss one for my birthday. And we cried, we fought, we laughed, we do all this stuff. But for one year, for a family to come together every single Sunday on Zoom, that's huge because it we is. haven't seen one another, you mm -hmm. know? So I do that for fun. You know, I look forward to that because I know, and sometimes I just don't, you know, I don't want to be bothered sometimes. That's just how that introverted side of me is. But my family understands that about me. But then I think about, my mom and my niece who look forward to it every single Sunday, my children, and that God ain't say, do this because you feel like it. Feel like it. Mm -hmm. He said, do this. So mm -hmm. I have no other choice. And that's why I'm, you know, wrapping this up, but I just text them and let them know I'm going to be a little late today. But the other thing that I do is, um, I do, do try to do some mindless stuff, Samira. I do. I, I scroll through YouTube and watch 
things that some things that are very edifying to the mind, some things that are not very edifying to the mind, fun stuff, right? Um, and then I've gotten back into reading novels. Mm. Yeah, I love my novels, always have. And I was like, you know what? I got all these self-help books. They're great. I'm always going to read that. But I need to read some lighter stuff, some fun mm -hmm. stuff. So that's, that's what I've been doing. To keep and my thank mind you for right. sharing some of those with us because yeah. I'm yes, thank you. Together. So I have to do more. Hold me accountable to that. I'm building a list and looking to utilize my meetup group to have some small group discussions over brunch and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, just reading more novels and, and fun, lighthearted stuff. Good, good, yeah. very good. Yeah, keeping my mind right. Oh man, y'all, this was so good. BMT, Bull Moose Tribe, Can You See Me, Women Leadership Race, birthed in Ilka's living room in 2018. Nobody knew that we would be where we are today, but I think that we saw bits and pieces of it in each other. Samira made such a good point, and I, I kind of see this graphic. I saw this graphic when Samira was talking that had each one of our gifts in it and how it intertwined for this moment. All of that intertwined for this moment. And so I just appreciate each one of y'all. We appreciate so you and all, and everybody I, too. I, yes. I appreciate and all. love you all. Yes. I love y'all. Ilka, enjoy um, your time away down there in, in Virginia, is it? Yep, I'm in Virginia. Just two, just just a couple of days, you know. Just get away, get up yeah. and go. Decide it's and do. So good. I miss my road trips. I can't wait to do that again when I'm fully vaccinated. Oh, we, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, again. we're gonna go get mama. I had my first vaccine. I have my second coming up, and mm -hmm. it's all gonna be good. And and yeah. so there's one thing I want to remind people. I saw this this message by Pastor Torre, mm -hmm. and he talked about. Do not forget the lessons we learned in the pandemic, mm -hmm. because if we forget them as things open up, it's going to be seven times worse. Mm -hmm. So I think we, we intertwined a lot of messages here about things we've done in the pandemic, things that are happening, but let's not forget those lessons mm -hmm. learned and let that anchor us as we move mm -hmm. forward. So I wanted to share that because I know we, we watch him in common and I saw that and it, it's something I've been hearing and, you know, as leadership, you know, con consultants and so forth, that's one of the big things for me. Remember, learn it, live it and lead it, which is my slogan. You know that. So Absolutely. don't forget your lessons, everyone. Don't forget Absolutely. the lessons. Yeah. Any last thoughts from you, Alex? I, I think for anybody that has stuck with us for this entire time, they probably got a lot of, uh, ho hopefully they got a lot of value. Yeah. So just, uh, just know that there are people cheering you on. They may be like angels, you know what I mean? But there, there is, uh, there's God working on your behalf. And so you're not alone. We're just, we have each other and it's very visible here, but you, um, it's possible to build this kind of tribe for yourself, even if you feel like you have never had that kind of tribe with other women, um, it's possible. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be large. It could be in small doses, right? Thank you mm -hmm. for that, Alex. What about you, sis? Samira, any last thoughts? Just to be present, um, to own anything that if you are dealing with something right now, to own it, to sit in it. Um, and if there's anything that you're achieving in this moment, to own it and celebrate it. Um, oftentimes we dismiss achievements because we're so busy going, going, going that we only celebrate something if it's massive. It doesn't have to be massive and be something for everyone to see. If you achieved and accomplished, it, and accomplished something that you set out to do for the day, celebrate yourself for that. And always know that um, you should be celebrated. Good. Thank you. Thank you. I celebrate you, ma'am. Thank you. Today. Um, my, one of my guests, most recent guests is from the Game Changer Life, Juanita Grant. Oh, wow. That I she connected to her through you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I jot that down. <laughs> this has been so rewarding y'all i'm gonna go back and listen take notes um you know one of my pastors always says uh note takers are history makers um and so i'm i will go back and listen i learn from myself i learn from others i'm gonna learn through this platform i hope that all of you receive value in different ways not the same way maybe somebody received something from ilka Maybe someone received something from Alex or Samira or from myself, or maybe you just sitting and listening and letting it digest. Let it all digest to see what it means for you. Um, things may be going very well in your life, and that's a great thing. That's what we want. We want people who are doing well, doing fine. It's okay, but it's okay to continue to learn continue to learn, continue to grow. And that's what this platform is all about, amplifying the voices of women. We just sat down and had some girl talk with Samira Jones, Alex Trukoska, Ilka Tavez, and Yolanda Johnson of Beyond Measure. Can you see me, women, leadership, and race? Thank you for listening. Continue to listening. listen for more podcasts to come.